What's going on, everybody? It's the Posting and Toasting Podcast. Sean St. Jacques here with you. First go around on the PT show. Happy to be with you. There's a lot to get to. Uh, I did want to start off with a little bit of an introduction for those that are just listening to me for the first time. I'm going to keep it short because we have a lot to get to on the show today. Nick's free agency, the aftermath. Had a lot of time to think it over. Uh, actually waited uh, from last night to er- record early in the morning today to really soak up what's going on. And I- and obviously there's been a couple of new signings that the Knicks have brought in as well. I wanted to get to some of those. And I'm going to talk some of the Knicks fans off the bridge at the end of the show as well. I also want to get to some RJ Barrett stuff, give you my thoughts on him. But first, really quick... Uh, just based on some of my past history, and I've done a lot of college basketball work, some soccer work, baseball work as well, and some work previously on the NBA. I'm really excited to get started with the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network, and what a day to get started. A lot of things that happened yesterday. Knicks were at a crossroads. Things didn't work out the way a lot of Knicks fans wanted, but... I'm going to tell you why yesterday might have worked out for the best. It it might be hard to believe now, but there are some reasons to be optimistic about what's happening going forward. I'll get to some of those in just a second. But if you've been living under a rock, obviously Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Months ago, if you listen to guys like Rick Buecher, some guys like Stephen A. Smith, who I'm sure is devastated this morning, You would have thought this was a done deal, that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were going to the Knicks maybe a month or two ago, as early as a month or two ago. And last night, you got the realization that the Knicks were not going to get any of the stars. And for those that are still holding out hope that Kawhi Leonard hasn't signed with anybody yet, because of the amount of free agents the Knicks have signed since KD and Kyrie have decided to go to the Nets... The Knicks now don't have enough cap space to sign Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi Leonard's out of the picture, Kevin Durant's out of the picture, and Kyrie Irving is out of the picture. It's done. The the Knicks are not going to get any stars in this free agency, and if they weren't going to get those three guys, they weren't going to get anybody. This has been discussed time and again by the Knicks front office, by the Knicks ownership, Scott Perry, Steve Mills, they told you from the beginning, if it wasn't going to be KD, Kyrie, or Kawhi, they weren't going to go after many of the second-tier, quote-unquote, free agents. Guys like Jimmy Butler that ends up going to Miami. You know, guys like that. They weren't going to go after those guys. It was either the top guys or they were going to start rebuilding again or continue the rebuilding process with some of these guys that they've already signed. And I'll get to some of those guys and what I think of them in just a second. But first, what hurts the most for me, as someone who's been a Knicks fan for a long time, as someone who, probably like a lot of you, got riled up, was really excited, thought it was going to happen, was the fact that it was going to happen. Before the Achilles injury for Kevin Durant in the NBA Finals against the Toronto Raptors, this was a done deal, and it really was. It really 
thought it was gonna happen. KD was gonna come. Kyrie was bought in. If the Achilles injury doesn't happen, there's probably close to a 100% chance that Kevin Durant today is a New York Nick. That's what hurts the most. It's not like 2010 when the Knicks and the Nets were afterthoughts in the end in free agency and when you find out later that LeBron really didn't really didn't give them much consideration. And Amari was probably always going to happen. Amari Stoudemire. We'll get to his situation, by the way, in a second of how it applies to this. But this was going to happen this time. It really was. If you If you buy into the reports and a lot of legitimate reporting was done here, the Knicks were going to get Kevin Durant if he had stayed healthy. It was going to happen. And Kyrie, too. But as soon as that injury happened in Toronto, as soon as Kyrie, his season ended and next season ended with that Achilles injury, then the doubt started to set in. And clearly not just for Kevin Durant, but for Kyrie Irving as well. Was there enough around the Knicks for Kyrie to take a year to build with that team? Clearly there was not enough around, not even close. And that's why Kyrie chose Brooklyn. There's enough around there. Listen, they're going to lose D'Angelo. They've already lost D'Angelo Russell to the Warriors. But there's still enough around there for Kyrie Irving to have a playoff opportunity this season coming up 2019-2020 without Kevin Durant to not sacrifice the year. So then when Kevin Durant comes back, and if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, you're crossing your fingers and knocking out as much wood as you can to hope that Kevin Durant will be back to as close to 100% as possible so that you can really make a run at in 2020-2021. And of course, the other domino that has to fall is hopefully Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers so that Brooklyn Nets fans won't think, oh man, we got to get through those guys. But for now, I think Brooklyn Nets fans are just popping as much champagne as they can. For the Knicks... One thing that I think was hold, Knicks fans were holding on to hope with was the late report yesterday and the day before that Kawhi was thinking of teaming up with Kevin Durant. And the only two places that popped up were the Clippers and, yes, the Knicks as well. Would have been phenomenal. A phenomenal choice for the Knicks If that had worked out, I mean, to be fair, that's the best spot if you're going to leave Golden State. If that report was true, and there were a lot of people, you know, Woj was behind that report as well. If you're talking about leaving the Warriors. Now, if you stay with the Warriors, that's the best chance Kevin Durant has to win. But if Kevin Durant had left the Warriors, which he ends up doing... Him with Kawhi is the best situation moving forward because of what's happened with Kyrie with Boston and how he wasn't able to be the guy for a year. Kawhi can be the guy. He's already shown it not once, but twice and has won a title. Again, the Knicks have a lot of rebuilding to do, but if Kawhi could have built with a year for a year with the Knicks, And then Kevin Durant comes back. If he's not fully Kevin Durant, 
you still have a two-time MVP in the finals on that roster that can possibly get you back to the finals, if not win you another championship with the Knicks. Yes, with the Knicks. But if it happens in Brooklyn with Kyrie, there's a little bit more of a murkier situation going on there. Does Kyrie do well in that first season by himself as the only star? There's not going to be any D'Angelo Russell. You're by yourself with some good role players. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, they're role players on Brooklyn. Yes, Karis LeVert is coming around. He could be an all-star one day. It's probably not going to happen next season. You know, guys like Joe Harris. Is Jared Dudley going to come back? Probably not. And he's a lesser role player. He's an older guy. There's plenty. Listen, Jared Allen. But let's be honest, Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving are not in the same stratosphere. So uh, that's why I think Knicks fans were, were devastated yesterday. For a moment, you thought you were getting KD and then Kawhi instead of Kyrie. That's the dream scenario if you're the Knicks. Because not only are you getting the, the initial prize in free agency before the Achilles in Kevin Durant, but my God, you were going to get the prize as well in Kawhi. And... I wouldn't have been shocked or put it past any Knicks fan to have been holding out real hope after those reports came out yesterday that you were going to maybe pull it off. But then it actually came about around five o'clock, an hour before Katie actually announced the news came down and it was devastation. I'm sure for Knicks fans, I know I was devastated, but it's not like 2010. I don't I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear people comparing this to when LeBron and Bosch and Wade and everyone you could think of didn't come to the Knicks in 2010. This is different. The cupboard isn't as bare as it was then. You got the guy in the draft that you wanted to get in R.J. Barrett. Would you have taken Zion? Heck yeah, you would have taken Zion. But I'll tell you what, you got probably the second best player in the draft in R.J. Barrett. And listen, I love John Moran, but R.J. Barrett's the real deal. And I want to get to some of stuff on him in a second as well. But first, I want to address the elephant in the room here. I want to address the elephant in the room. The Ramona Shelburne report last night that the Knicks weren't willing to give KD the contract the max deal due to the injury they wanted KD possibly at a discount there's a report out that they didn't meet face to face with Kevin Durant not sure if they even got on a, on a phone with him listen there's there's before you jump off the boat here here's the reason why the Knicks were very reasonable to be concerned. It's happened before to the Knicks. Damaged goods coming to the Knicks and putting all your eggs in the damaged goods basket. Amari Stoudemire. Do people forget what happened when Amari came here in 2010? 
Why did that not work out? Oh, that's right. He had multiple injuries. Never was the same guy that he was in Phoenix. It never worked out. Another guy, Antonio McDice. Could have been the future of the franchise back in the day. Missed two full seasons with knee injuries. Listen, folks. I I get that it feels like the sky is falling. But the Knicks have done this before when they've given injured guys or soon-to-be-injured guys a lot of money and it hasn't worked out. There's a little bit of reason for pause there. However, to be fair, I would have still given Kevin Durant the max because he's the best player in the NBA, even with the Achilles and with how far medicine has come in healing these injuries, there's a good chance that Kevin Durant will be back close to, if not 100%, yes, even from this Achilles injury. It's a, there's a good chance of that happening. But the Knicks didn't want to take the risk. I, I do blame them for that. But they did have a reason. There, there was no... It's not like they just said, okay, we're just not going to sign Kevin Durant. There's a reason they didn't do it. But Kevin Durant also made his choice. You're not going to give me the max? I'll find someone who will. Brooklyn gave him the max. And you know what? Having Kyrie sure as heck helped as well. That's a given. Clearly, they wanted to play together. They wanted to with the Knicks... He gets Kevin Durant gets hurt. It doesn't work out. The Knicks get a little gun shy. I, I, I can. There's a reason why, but I can tell you now. I, I was shocked when I found this out that the Knicks ownership and the Knicks brass didn't even offer a contract in the end, or didn't offer the max. Shocked to me. He's the best player in the NBA. If you have a chance to get him, you get him. But it's also, again, the Knicks have a plan. Scott Perry, Steve Mills. The plan is to build with the young players and add short-term contract players, guys that are going to buy in, guys that are going to want to be here, guys that could maybe end up being around in two years when the Knicks are trying again to get those big free agents, the Giannis, the Victor Oladipo group, and more available because 2020 is a wash everyone knows that at this point there's nobody in 2020 that anybody wants to sign to be cornerstones of your franchise it's not happening no one no one's no one's going to sign draymond green to a max contract unless you're golden state it's not happening and the knicks sure as heck aren't going to do that So you wait two years, and that's what the Knicks have started to do. You build. You build through the draft, which the Knicks, by the way, have extra draft picks now for once that they can use in the draft. And you develop the young guys, and you bring in the veterans that they've already brought in, and some young pieces as well that have gotten lost in the shuffle of the Knicks franchise has come to a close after last night. 
There's some good guys that the Knicks ended up signing that fit what they want to do in the culture going forward. Yes, I know it's not KD. I know it's not Kawhi. I know it's not Kyrie. And we'll get to some of those guys in a second. But first, let me talk a little bit about R.J. Barrett. First time I'm on the podcast hosting it this week. I want to talk about, coming from a college basketball background, partly, and someone that still hosts a college hoops podcast on a regular basis, someone that followed R.J. Barrett a lot last year. Listen, I, 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 got a, I got a mouthful of Zion action last year as well. Watching him a ton, getting a ton of looks at Zion last season. He's the best player in the draft. There's no doubt about that. Whether it's because of the hype, the athleticism, the shot blocking, the dunking. I know his shot needs a lot of work. I know it does. His stroke isn't great, but he still made a good amount of three. I think 33% from three last year at Duke. Now, took a lot less shots from there than R.J. Barrett did and that John Morant did, but he knocked them down. And to be fair, it's an awkward stroke for Zion. R.J. Barrett and John Morant are still working on their three-point stroke, especially John Morant. I got to cover John Morant at the NCAA tournament last year. John Morant, his best attribute by far is his passing. It's not even close. He, he looks like Magic Johnson passing the basketball. It's impressive. It's LeBron-esque, his passing ability. It's got a long way to go overall as a development to his game, but he's getting there. Here's why R.J. Barrett, it's massive. Because if you talk about, imagine if the Knicks didn't get a top three pick in this draft. Now look at where you would have been at. You got no future coming out of this draft. And you're telling me you would have been fine with Darius Garland or Jarrett Culver or Rui Hachimura? No, you wouldn't have. The Knicks got who they wanted and needed to get. They got R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's a stud. He's a heck of a kid. Comes from a great background, a great family. Steve Nash is his godfather. R.J. Barrett is a heck of a scorer. And in my opinion, he's the best scorer in the draft. He is. Now, he can work on it defensively. He's, he's still coming around there, in my opinion. He's still got to work on the defensive end of the floor. Guess who's a great defensive developer David Fisdale it's a match made in heaven RJ Barrett gets to go to a great coach in a great system that's developing guys that play hard every night on the defensive end of the floor specifically that's a great fit for RJ where he needs to develop that's massive the biggest thing RJ also needs to work on is his shot selection He takes a lot of shots to get to a lot of points. The James Harden comparisons were well known while he was at Duke. 
There's a long way to go, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what RJ needs to do after this break. We'll be right back on the PNT Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Sean St. Jacques back with you on the Posting and Toasting podcast. Going to get to why you shouldn't jump off the bridge as a Knicks fan later on in the show to finish things up. I want to get to the new free agent signings the Knicks did bring in last night as well. And I also want to get to some of the pieces the Knicks have on the roster that you should get excited about going forward into next season. I know the aftermath, but take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, folks, and take a look at what the Knicks did do. Because if you're going to be sticking around, and you should, there's something building here that you need to know about. Let me finish up on, on the last point I made before the break. R.J. Barrett is a guy that you need to be very excited about. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. Listen, at this point, forget about Kawhi. He's not coming here. You already spent too much of the money, and there's no way he's I mean, as soon as you lost KD and Kyrie, there was no chance Kawhi was going to come here alone. It just wasn't happening. The, the thing that Knicks need to hang their hat on is two things. One, you got the guy in the draft. You nailed the draft pick, at least for right now. We'll see how he plays. But for right now, you nailed it. You got the guy you wanted. And number two, you've got the culture in place. It's building. The young players are coming in. You're bringing in the veterans. You're bringing in guys that could be a part of this franchise and it may be entice a free agent in two years that you really do want. That's the big keys that you take out of last night and into the early morning free agency. Let me finish the point on R.J. Barrett. The biggest thing that I think R.J. Barrett needs to work on, besides his defense, and this is arguably the biggest thing, is that shot selection problem. Listen, R.J. Barrett's 19 years old, folks. He'll tell you himself, he's far from a finished product. And for those, that's, for those that already are saying that he peaked in college, you don't you haven't watched the kid play you haven't watched the kid play rj barrett has not even come close to hitting his ceiling if he perfects that three-point jump shot that mid-range jumper that floater in the lane whoa is that kid scary that kid could be the next big thing in the NBA. He really can. The reason I, I the reason that there's a drawback on Zion is clearly because of his weight. It's a big problem. Can he lean down? I think he can. There's no question about it. But as the years go on, you know, injuries could become an issue with him because of the weight, because of how much athleticism he has, 
the weight he's throwing around. That's the biggest concern about Zion. Not the not the jump shot. He's gonna get a jump shot. It might take a couple of years, but this is this is not a Ben Simmons guy that's not gonna ever develop a jump shot in the near future. Zion knows how and when he's gonna need to improve his game. So is RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett is gonna be probably the hardest working player on this Knicks team. He's gonna be right up there. He's gonna buy in. He knows what needs to be done. He's going to be a really fun player to watch at the Garden last night because he's a a really, really good athlete. He can get to the basket at will. He's working on going to his right in that regard as well. But if he goes to his left, say goodnight. He's driving past anybody in the NBA and he's throwing it down. R.J. Barrett in my opinion, is going to be an elite scorer in the NBA. He really is. So be excited about that. That's a, that's extremely huge. Because the Knicks at times, we know this, have struggled in the draft. They haven't gotten it right. They got it right this year. That's a big step in the right direction for the Knicks. Let, let's take a look at what else the Knicks have at their disposal. We'll get to the free agents in a second. Other guys have to develop. Kevin Knox has got to take a step forward. He showed some signs last year. He really did. But he's got to take a big step. There's no question about that. Kevin Knox has got to get some muscle on him. He's got to really start developing a jump shot, more consistently hitting a jump shot. He's got to be stronger in the lane more consistently. I think he's gotten a lot better defensively in year one. I really do. But he's got to continue to work on that as well. There's other guys. You know, Frank Nilakina. I, I know some Knicks fans cringe when I bring his name up or when anyone brings up his name. Here's the deal. He still hasn't played a full, full healthy season in the NBA. Do you really know what you have in him yet? I don't think you do. He's still really young. I know he's been disappointing. Knicks fans are impatient. I don't blame you for being impatient. It's been too long since the Knicks have been relevant. But now there's a plan in place. You gotta buy in to the plan. And many have. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to those that haven't. The impatient ones. Let Frank and Kevin and RJ develop. Because if they do... The Knicks are going places. Maybe this year, possibly the year after, and in two years, they're going to look a lot more attractive to free agents. They will. Regardless of what you think about the ownership or the front office or the plan, Kevin Durant was going to come here. He was buying in until that Achilles injury happened. And why didn't he buy in afterwards? There wasn't enough around. There's going to be now. And in two years from now, who knows? I'm telling you that right now. You might be feeling down now, but the Knicks have a plan in place. It's different from nine years ago. 
Let's dive into some of the free agents the Knicks did sign yesterday into the morning today. The biggest one has to be Julius Randle. I, I, I think the Knicks hit a home run with that signing. I really do. Julius Randle's 24 years old. Another Kentucky kid, kid that Kevin Knox can really bond with on this team because of that UK connection. A kid that was a stud, a flat-out stud last year. 73 games, 21.5 points per game, almost 9 rebounds per game, 73% from the free-throw line, 34% from three, and that was that was on about three shots per game. So hopefully that will go up. That's a part of his game that has to develop. And was a 52% field goal percentage from the field. The dude can score. The dude can defend the lane. Julius Randle is a guy that can really help your team down the road. And next season as well. I, I thought if you're looking, again, you're looking for guys that are going to buy in that want to develop to get better. Julius Randle is a heck of a product to bring in who's looking to get better and wants to take that next step. I, I, I really think that Perry and Mills, again, forget about the KD, Kyrie, Kawhi stuff. Just based on a signing alone, that's a heck of a signing. I, I think the Knicks did a great job with that signing. Bobby Portis. Arkansas kid, 14 points per game with the Bulls and the Wizards. He split half the season with each. Still was consistent with both. Seven rebounds a game with Chicago, almost nine with Washington. And I guess I get it. Washington, there was a lot to be had with John Wall injured and Bradley Beal kind of checking out. But the guy still put up great free throw percentage numbers, great field goal percentage numbers, solid three-point shooting numbers as well, 40% with Washington. And, And for those just taking shots at Bobby Portis, the dude's 24 years old and is a really good athlete. On paper, again, a really good signing, a product that, can be molded. Six foot eleven, two hundred and fifty pounds. There's something there. Bobby Portis is a fantastic young player to bring in that can buy in and get better in the system. That's the point. That's the point of this. Taj Gibson. This is the second part of the deal. Veterans that can help the young guys along. Taj Gibson fits perfectly. Now, again, you're probably thinking that's a lot of front court depth, and it is. Where are the guards? We'll get to some of the guards in a second that were signed. But Taj Gibson is not a guy that's probably going to play a lot with the Knicks if, if all goes according to plan. This is a guy that's supposed to come in and mentor the guys I just talked about. To mentor Bobby Portis and Julius Randle. The Knicks need to do something now that DeAndre Jordan has skipped 
a Burrow and gone over to play with the Nets because him and KD are so tight. You needed someone to fill that void. Taj Gibson fills the void. He's 34, but also put together 10, almost 11 and 7 last year with the Timberwolves in 70 games. This guy's durable as well. Guy that can come off the bench. He's a Brooklyn guy. Might not be great for Knicks fans now that you know how much there's going to be hate for Brooklyn this year. But he's a New Yorker at heart. But he also can play off the bench and be a guy that comes in and shows you how it's done defensively. Guy, the guy is, uh, the, the least amount of games he's played in a season is 63 games. And that was back in 2011, 2012. Since then, the last couple of years, he's played 70, 82, and then in splitting time with Chicago and OKC, played 78 games. This guy adds your depth, your culture, your development, and the guy can still play. It makes sense with where the Knicks are going. It really does. Now to the shooters that they added. Reggie Bullock from Baltimore, Maryland, a UNC kid. 28 years old. The guy can still play. Again, these are guys that get lost in the shuffle in the NBA. Now listen, last year split time between the the uh, excuse me, the Pistons and the Lakers. But much like Portis, the numbers didn't really drop. Maybe besides the scoring, but it was in much less games. 44 with the Pistons, 19 with the Lakers. 12 points a game with Detroit, 9 points a game with the Lakers in much much fewer games as well. Guy's a 3 and D guy. Fits exactly what David Fisdale needs. And you only have him for a couple of years. Again, this was the deal. Perry and Mills, they laid it out. If it didn't work out, they didn't get what they wanted in free agency. These were the kind of guys they were going to sign. And they went out and they did that. Wayne Ellington, same situation. 31 years old. He's a veteran guy that can help develop the young guys, the Nilakinas, the RJ Barretts, the Kevin Knox. Averaged 12 points a game last year. He can still give you something. But again, it's about the development, bringing in veterans that are willing to work hard. This is going to be the hardest working team in the NBA next year with who they've brought in. With who's around them. And adding in the young talent as well. Listen, there were guys out there. D'Angelo Russell was out there. But D'Angelo Russell didn't want a project. He was already part of a project. He was part of a project that got knocked out in the first round. He's like, you know what? I got to play on a team that's going to go further than that. He was hoping it was going to be the Nets. That he was going to be part of the Kevin Durant experiment with the Achilles injury or possibly been playing with Kyrie if KD decided to go somewhere else. It didn't happen. He's now with Golden State. 
I think it worked out fine for D'Angelo Russell. He was always going to do something like that over coming to the Knicks. So, so for those saying, oh, man, how'd you not throw all the money at D'Angelo Russell? That wasn't the plan. The Knicks stuck to their plan. They were going to go for it all or they were going to stick to the plan. Again, if it wasn't KD, wasn't Kyrie, wasn't Kawhi, these are the guys they were going to get, not the Russells or the Butlers of the world or trading for a Goran Dragic or an Andrew Wiggins. I kept seeing Andrew Wiggins pop up. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Andrew Wiggins? Look, and I, look I know the kid is still an up-and-coming stud in the NBA. He is. But this is not what the Knicks were going to sign up for. They're looking to come back in two years and still have two max spots open. That's the plan. And if they can get a free agent like that in a couple years' time, you're going to be looking back on today and thinking, woo, maybe this was the plan and maybe this was going to work out all along. The Knicks did what they were supposed to do. Short-term deals, smart money, spend the money on players who could be part of the culture moving forward, multiple short-term contracts at maybe two years max, one year, two years, three years maybe, but only for a guy like a Randall who you think maybe could be around and be part of this team in a couple of seasons when they want to go for a title again. Spend the money on guys that are going to work hard, be part of the process, could develop the culture, and then make this franchise more attractive to free agents. That's the part of the process. It's building the young talent, using the veterans. And I'm going to get out of here on this. Don't jump off the bandwagon. You're buying into the hype. All the media like Nick fan Stephen A. Smith that are jumping off the, the metaphorical bridge today. Didn't listen to Perry and Mills when they mapped this out for you weeks ago as to how this could go down. Listen, if you want to be devastated, you have every right to be devastated. You were told months ago this was a done deal. It was going to happen. But it didn't happen. Again, and that you have every right to be upset about that. But you have no right to question the plan. This is what Brooklyn did last year. With, to be fair, similar players. Hardworking players that dove for loose balls. That made the extra pass. That rebounded at a high level. This is what this Knicks team is expected to do next season. And if it all works out, in two seasons' time, the New York Knicks are going to be right back in the mix for free agents. And if they get it right then, you will be singing a much different tune. I will be singing a much different tune. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm upset. It looked like it was going to happen. But if you're a Knicks fan, and Knicks fans are as loyal as they come, 
in the NBA and in all of sports, thick and thin, I know you're still going to show up to the Garden next year. As a man once said, trust the process. Buy in. This is a better process, by the way, than trust the process. Because there's no guys on this team that are injury prone year in and year out. Kevin Durant was always going to be a risk. Now the Nets have to deal with that risk. Will he be back to 100%? Will he ever be the same player? Is Kyrie really the right guy to be with? That's all on the Nets now. Now they got to deal with that. That would have been on your plate, Knicks fans. That would have been on our plate. Now it's on the Nets plate. Don't worry about what the Nets do now. Yes, they'll have all the all the tickets prices go up. All the fans will show up. Now they will. They didn't show up last year even when they had a playoff team. Don't worry about that. Worry about where your team is at. Worry about the process you're undergoing now. Look at what your team has. Young talent mixed with the hardworking players and the veterans that develop a culture. That was the plan all along. Whether you got KD Kyrie or not that was the plan buy in and who knows much like what happened with the Nets this year it might pay off for it in a bigger way for the Knicks two years down the road stay with it and I'll see you next time on the PNT podcast